Cleopatra, I'm coming at you. Let's talk about shopping in enemy-held territory. Yeah, I bet you never thought you'd hear a man talking about shopping or indeed getting excited about it, but that's what we need to do because in these days of coronavirus, we have to be very, very careful, of course, making sure that we don't actually catch this thing. Now, the way a military guy looks at coronavirus having done all the NBC nuclear biological chemical warfare training that we've done is most of us military guys are looking at this as some kind of fatal nerve agent that if you see it, if it touches your skin, you're going to die. And that's not the case. Not the case at all. One to three percent as a fatality rate for coronavirus at the moment, guys. But we do need to be safe because for our elderly relatives, it's significantly higher. And also for some of us, we, they're not too sure whether it's a genetic thing, but some of us are more predisposed for this. Now, in this particular video, uh, we are going to talk about how to go shopping and how to plan for that. The three main things we're actually going to cover, we're going to cover why we need to minimise our outings. We're also going to talk about how we plan for shopping. And then we're also going to cover how we brief for it as well. Yes, we are going to brief for a shopping trip. We are taking it to that level, fam. All right, we are. Okay, it's important because it's not about you getting it. It's about you getting it. It just stating within you and then you passing it on to elderly members of your family or neighbors you might come into contact before you feel any symptoms. You may be asymptomatic, which means you don't feel symptoms, but you are still infectious. Let's talk about Let's talk about two things first. This is important that you understand this before we get into the deep dive of planning for a shopping trip. This is something that women do. Men don't. We just go out there, we get done. You know what I mean? Women plan to literally go out and have a cup of tea and buy shoes. That's their plan. Um, right. We're going to talk about infectious dose and we're going to talk about viral load. Two very different things, but they kind of get mixed up sometimes. It's important that we understand these two things. So let's just quickly cover what we mean. An infectious dose is the minimum amount of viral particles that you need to get into one of your mucous membranes, which can be in the eye, the nose, or of course the throat cavity, for this thing to take hold and develop into the disease known as COVID-19 from the, um, the virus, which is SARS-CoV-2, a derivative of the original SARS virus that had a 10% fatality rate, but according to what I'm reading, wasn't as infectious as it developed within the lungs and not within the throat. The reason that this particular coronavirus, this novel coronavirus, uh, is more infectious is because of the fact it develops within the throat area, and it's a clever little virus. I like viruses. It doesn't let you know that you're getting ill too quickly, so you carry on socializing with people and passing this across to them so the virus can survive in another host. The viral load is different to the infectious dose. The viral load is the amount of particles that are burning literally, it's a good way of looking at it, like the, the, how hot the virus is burning within the body. That's the viral load, okay? That's the thing. So uh, if you have a high viral load, you are more likely to infect other people that you come into contact with. Right, what we are trying to do, guys, is to minimize the infectious dose. It is in the air and it is in things that we touch. So when you go shopping, you're touching a can of beans that someone else has touched or someone else has picked up to have a look at. Uh, all that kind of stuff is there. And we want to understand that we are getting it on our skin, which is why they're telling us to wash our hands because the soap breaks down the virus membrane. But um, we are not then going to go and rub in our eyes or nose or mouth. The reason they're saying to wash your hands so often back at home also 
and we'll come on to shopping in a second, is although you might have been in the house for three days, you're still touching things that you've brought into the house, or you might be touching uh, an Amazon parcel that someone's delivered. You know what I mean? And it could be on that as well. The half-life of this virus, they reckon, is six hours, which means every six hours, it, its potency halves in effect. Now, I'm not an epidemiologist or virologist. I'm just a guy reading stuff on the internet. But it's important to what we're going to talk about now, which is, of course, the planning. Right. This is why you have to wash your hands. Good. Anyway, it can last on things up to 72 hours. So we are careful when we touch anything when we go out. Treat it as a, as a nerve agent with an 80% fatality, and you will think very differently about this. Okay. We're going to talk firstly about minimizing our outings. We minimize the amount that we leave the house. It's because we need to reduce the exposure time that we have to other people and potentially this virus on surfaces. If we're going out every day, we're meeting different people every day, we're going to different places every day, we are doing the most we can to get this virus onto our hands. And if it was a nerve agent, it would kill you within about three minutes, okay? But it's not a nerve agent, so, you know. But it still could kill you. If, if your genetics are predisposed to actually develop this uh, COVID-19 into pneumonia, which is water on the lungs, so making it very hard to breathe, um, your body will be trying to fight this, it'll run out of resources and you die. Being on a ventilator is not a pretty thing, apparently. And I heard 80% of people that put on a ventilator uh, don't come off it. So, you know, you, you, you want to avoid that if you can. If you can. You want to avoid the potential for hospitals being saturated. So you don't want to become a statistic there either. And we'll talk a little bit about that when we talk about planning. But we minimise out, um, outings, guys. Reduce that exposure of the virus. We want to prevent unnecessary contact. I'm reading off some notes down here. We want to prevent unnecessary contact as much as possible. Um, we don't want to be going out because if we're going out all the time, then we are maximizing the risk that we could have such like a flat tire or a car accident and any of those things are going to cause a tow truck to come up with a guy in it who's been speaking to other people now we're enclosed in a cabin with this dude for trying to take us home and we don't want to have a crash and have to go to hospital where that's where the virus is like to live is in a hospital and we do not want to be in that place if we possibly can be and also we're going to be a drain on nhs resources don't want to do that so we want to minimize going out the house because if we do go out the house say we all go out the house is also empty an empty house is very attractive to people that are trying to find food. And if this thing develops another couple of months and food gets scarce, which it doesn't look like that's going to happen, there seems to be adequately stocked supermarkets um, at the moment. But then again, I'm in the country, not in the towns. And you don't want someone watching your movements until you all go out in a car and they break into your house and they steal all your food. OK, you don't want that to happen. That's why we need to minimise the amount of outings that we do. So in order to do that, then we need to plan the shopping. Because there's no point minimising our outings and then actually going out for the one time a week we do go out to the shops and not getting everything we need to get. Let's talk about planning. Now, the first thing you need to think about when you start considering the planning for your shopping trip is who's going to go and how many people are going to go. You might want to send your wife. She might have better knowledge of the store that you picked to go, but also she hasn't had this brief. She hasn't thought about it. She hasn't gone through actions on what ifs and the briefings that we're going to talk about in a minute. And you may find that she does something stupid, like ends up licking a whole roll of pasta in row three or something. You never know what's going to happen, okay? She's down in aisle three, just licking all the stuff down there, comes back heavily infected. So at least you know about the dangers of doing that and you're not going to do it. So it might be better that you go yourself. Now, you can go together. Don't get me wrong. Government advice is go by yourself. However, that is something you have to consider. 
how many people to go. Because of course, as I said, if you're all out of the house at the same time, if there's five people all going shopping at the same time, there's five people touching everything, five people bringing bugs back into the house, or five people driving back home in the car, touching their eyes and actually infecting themselves as they come back in. If you go by yourself and you treat this as a nerve agent with an 8% fatality rate, okay, you're going to come back in, you can do the right thing, you're going to come into the house, put the shopping down, um, wash your hands, unload the shopping, wash your hands again then, because you touch shopping, obviously, and then you're going to um, obviously square yourself away and not become a victim of this thing. So... Next, what to wear? Well, here's the thing. You don't want to be shopping and your buddy spots you across the aisle and says, hey, let's have a chat. Because some people are going to do that. Why? Because some people are just stupid. Okay, and they don't understand about this social distancing that is necessary. You are on a mission, okay, to get this done. Not to go and chat to your buddy. You can do it on something called a phone, fam, all right? So, don't wear garishy, bright colored clothes. It's going to draw attention to yourself. Wear suitable footwear, all right? That's not going to break. Don't wear high heels, men. Okay, I know some of you like wearing your high heels, but wear, you don't want to trip over. And you know, if your wife's going out, she's wearing high heels, falls over, breaks an ankle, all that kind of stuff. Now you become a statistic, have to go to the hospital, she gets infected, brings her back to the house, makes sense. Wear sensible stuff. Um, you don't want to be talking with people. You don't want people commenting on your clothing and having, I just, 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 you know, you understand what I'm saying. What do you need? This is very important because there are needs and there are wants. There are things that are essential in our town there is a, a morrison's a tesco's an audi and a co-op and a one-stop and a spa now all i'm saying is the big stores have more choice that's why people go there you'll be in a queue outside there at two meters more potential if you be infected if you take a trolley you're touching a trolley someone else has used more chance to be infected if you use a basket exactly the same take your own carrier bags or bags it doesn't matter put stuff into your bag as you walk around. It's your bag. Don't use a basket. Don't use a trolley. Don't be an idiot. Take a rucksack, put it all in there, hold all, get up to the till, empty it all out onto the till. They are fine with that. I do that all the time now. I don't use their stuff. I put it all in my own bag that I brought and I empty that bag back out at the tills. We'll talk about tills in a minute. You want essentials. When you write down your shopping list, the first thing you put there are essentials. Tea. We're British. Stop it. Just Get the tea. Don't think you can survive without it because you can't. That's how people die. Milk, obviously, you want that for the tea. Uh, what else can you get? So anything you think is essential, guys, I would say grab some vitamin C as well, 1,000 milligrams, and start taking two or three of those uh, a day. You're probably not getting enough vitamin C. I'm, I'll do one on the vitamins and everything later on, but vitamins, chewable vitamins, just take them. It really helps your immune system to keep on top, and you're going to need that if you're getting a micro dose or a small dose of this virus as you go shopping. You'll, you could probably, um, I think, get rid of it with your immune system. Fight it off early if you can. Right, take a full cell phone. Make sure it's charged up. Make sure your mobile's fully charged. We all know that, of course. And on your shopping list, you have essential items and you'll have um, items that you kind of nice, nice to get, like an Easter egg or whatever. If they don't have any, you can abort on that option. If you go as a pair, one thing I would say is divvy that list up. Get someone to go straight to the other side of the supermarket and get stuff over that side and get someone else to go straight in the door and get stuff on this side. I did that with my wife. Uh, we allocated different responsibilities and we never saw each other again in that supermarket. Okay, You're a lone wolf. Okay, hunting in a pack of one when you enter that door, you've just divvied up responsibilities. Don't meet, don't say, shall we get this? None of that stuff. You've got a plan, you're gonna to stick to it. If the plan breaks down, you get even more of a chance now of getting this virus, okay? So when you're in there, if, if your, your girlfriend or your wife approaches you and says, oh, I found these, you have these, you're in the shop for too long. You wanna get in there, get it done and get out. We're minimizing exposure, okay? We're minimizing exposure to an infectious dose of this virus that is killing people. There's no two ways about it. And if it's not killing you, it's going to kill your granny or your mum or something. 
Good, and now you're gonna put this plan onto a whiteboard. And the reason that you probably don't wanna to go to the big stores, guys, they have more choice, but you're not about choice, okay? Because you're a humble guy, you're listening to what I'm telling you. And that's a good thing, you wanna get in and out. Smaller stores are better for this. The quietest time at store right now is first thing, seven o'clock in the morning, or last thing, okay, before it shuts. That's the quietest time. Don't go when everyone else is going, don't be an idiot, you don't wanna be standing in a queue. Um, you don't want to be touching those little touch things you've got to touch, you know what I mean? If you don't have to, to put a pin number in. So if you can get a, if you can be, if it could be under 30 pounds, you can just go beep with your contactless card. No touching fam. And if you do have an alcohol gel on you, whatever, leave it in the car. First thing you do when you get back in the car, alcohol gel those hands up, just in case you touch your eyes on the way home. All right. That's all. Remember, treat it like a nerve agent. You can't go wrong. But you are going to whiteboard it. When you, so the best place you can go to is the one you know best because you don't want to be going up and down the aisles trying to find that thing that you've got on a list. You don't want to do that. When you've written your list out, okay, and you've said to your wife what's essential and what's not, we call those red and green items. Green items like I'm good, red is required. If it's a good item, it means if they haven't got it, don't worry, I'll move on. I won't take a substitute. Are red required. That means if it's a required item, you've got to have a backup. So for example, my wife might say, we're out of toothpaste. Right, that's a required item. What do we normally get? Colgate or something? Okay, I'll look for Colgate. If I don't get Colgate and it's a red item, I get the next, I look for Colgate, no Colgate, grab the next one down. I don't care what it is, it's a required item. Toothpaste is toothpaste, guys, let's get real. Don't go for prices, just buy whatever you need. But if it's a green item, we're good. What might that be like? We've got pasta in the house, but the wife's gone a bit mental. She's like, we need more pasta, because you know that's what happens with women sometimes. Man. They go, fine, okay, it's a, it's a green item. Uh, I look at the pasta shelf. There's no pasta in the supermarket. Walk on by. I'm not going to get little pasta cubes or anything else. I, I don't care. Okay, it's a green item. I'm good. We're good for it. Divvy those things up. And then on a whiteboard or on a piece of paper, like this, whatever, um, draw the layout of the supermarket as far as you remember it. Like in my one, if I go in to the one I use, the newspaper's on the right-hand side, then you're straight into the veg. Go up that aisle. You've got soups at the top. You, I know where the cheese is. I know where the milk is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then say, this is my list, this is what I'm gonna do. In the order you're gonna do it. So for me, it'll be newspapers, veg, um, soups, milk, cheese. And so I'm not turning around on myself going, oh, I forgot on that. It's no, I've rehearsed it in my head. I know when I walk up that first aisle, how many touch points I've got. One, two, three, four touch points up that aisle because so I'm gonna get a newspaper, um, some peppers, I'm gonna get soup and milk in the aisle. One, two, three, four. That's three on the right, one on the left, guys. Geez, I'm a tornado. I was a tornado pilot for a long time, and that's what we do. You plan for everything. So that's what I'm doing. I can fulfill that. I've rehearsed it in my head. We're going to talk about briefing in a second. It's on a piece of paper. Get buy-in from, from whoever's going with you as well, and agree that you're not going to touch anyone else's list. I would separate the list completely so that they can't touch your list. Because what will happen, what happens when I do it sometimes, is my wife will come past going, oh, I've got a paper. I'm like, that's my responsibility. My responsibility was to get a paper, not, not yours. Now we've got this issue because I've got to go back there to put the paper back down. It's another touch point for me and I'm passing people I don't need to pass, okay? Does that make sense? Okay, stay in your line. That's all it is. Stay in your partnership. Do the work you got to do. Let someone else do the work they got to do themselves. Let someone else do that work. Lastly then, lastly guys, we're going to brief it. So it sounds ridiculous, but even if you're going by yourself, brief it to someone because that's the person that's going to stand there and go, ooh, is that a good idea? Because actually we don't really need rice or something. So always brief it. It doesn't take long. It takes two minutes. Right, I'm going to walk into the supermarket. Challenge me. They'll say, what's the first thing you're going to see? Newspapers on the right-hand side. Okay, is that a red or green item? It's a green item. So if they haven't got the newspaper, Sunday Times, we walk on. Okay? I don't try and go for an express or a mail. 
They haven't got it. I'm out. I don't read Express or Mail. Um, so that's fine. But then carry on, crack on, and just be challenged. What's next? Okay, so I've got uh, peppers on the left. It's a green item. Uh, we don't need them. Uh, cheese on the right. That's a red item because we need some cheese, right? Because we do, because we're British. Cheese and tea. That will get us through this, by the way. Definitely. Uh, so, okay, that's a, that's a red item, which means if I haven't got the cheese I want, I'll just get next one, next one, next one, next one, next one, until eventually you've got some cheese. And then lastly, at the very top, I'll grab some milk. Make sure you know what size you get. Yeah, you guys, you know what I'm talking about. There's going to be arguments. You're going to come back with organic milk or something, and the wife's going to go mad. Whatever. Good. You've been challenged on it. You've briefed it. Now get in the car and get it done. I'll do a little car bit in a minute as well about what should be in your car. Okay, so we're in the car. Trying to use the same car, people, as much as I can. What do I have here? Well, I do have some little blue gloves in case you go to a gas station they haven't got any. And also, we were lucky to have some of this kind of um, this alcohol gel, and we only use this for when we get back into the car, having touched things that other people might have touched. These things are in the car. It is hot. I've got a big puffy jacket on. I'm going to leave that probably in the back seat, but it, I've got it anyway in case I need it. All right, these are things that we need to think about before we go out. So stepping outside the vehicle now and moving around here. What we find then is we look at the back of the car. This is what I'm carrying then. Obviously, we're trying to use one vehicle if we can, so we know the condition of it. We can keep all the servers and everything else being done in the vehicle. So here we've got jerry can full of fuel. All right, that's pretty useful. That might just get you the last distance home, especially if you've got to run somewhere. Here, you've got a tire pressure monitor. Now, I do have one on the pump as well. This is a bike pump. I've got a car pump in the other car that we were using. I've got to bring that across, uh, but that will do as well. That's obviously got a gauge on it, but this is for, you know, when that alarm goes off and says, oh, your tire pressure's low. Just get out, check all four tires, keep that well up to date, guys. And then in the bag here, obviously clear, Reflective, um, reflective vests and all that kind of stuff you need, um, some warm clothing and everything else in there, okay? That's just pretty much what's in the boot of the car. Have a think about that. All right, let's move on. The last thing about the brief then is the actions on or the what ifs. And these need to be kind of written down so you can discuss them. Actions on is an army term. What ifs, I think is an Air Force term. So at the end of a brief, we'd say, what if this happens? For me, my what ifs, when I go out the door to go shopping, what if... I get pulled over by the police. Okay, I might be, my MOT might be out on the car. I haven't checked. I don't think it is, but what if it is? They might be running uh, another car and they think this this little black Seat thing I've got, whatever, is, you know, wanted. So they might pull you, it just doesn't matter why they pull you over. They're going to pull you over. Now you're coming into contact with someone who is probably the secondary most likely infected person next to a public health person working in the NHS. This person could be carrying a viral load, burning very fiercely bright into you, and it could actually give you an infectious dose from talking to you over a space of a couple of meters. You never know. Just trying to minimize it, guys, okay? So you don't want to get pulled over. Actions on. Think about that. What ifs? Um, if you get a flat tire, are you carrying a pump in the car? Uh, can you get home locally with a flat tire? Is that all right? Are you going to check your tire pressures before you go? I would. Um, keep your car full of fuel. Obviously, you know this. Make sure your mobile phone is obviously fully charged. What if you crash? That is a drama. That is a drama. Um, because now, as I said, you can have a tow truck come out. You have to come into contact with someone. You don't know where that person's been. These are all things. And, and also, here's the thing. Get the person that you're briefing. Uh, you're briefing this person about what you're about to do. Get them to challenge you on your behaviors that you are saying you're going to be doing when you're out of the house. Okay? Guys, we're not going over the top here. But if you were to get this and you're living with uh, an elderly relative, or you might be in a week's time going to visit your mum or something, even though you're told not to, and you were to pass this on to her, you know, you don't want to be putting your family on on these um, on these ventilators and things. You don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be that guy. 
Okay, you're a responsible guy that's demonstrating to your family that you've got this and you're taking charge of this. Okay, you're doing something about it. All right, I'm going to leave that there. These, these are basic and elementary things, but I want to challenge your thinking. And when you do come back from the shops, I want you to take two seconds and just say to yourself, what could I have done better? Okay, fail. First attempt in learning. We're always learning, always trying to improve ourselves. I'll try and keep these coming. I'll try and keep these coming. It's not every day I can make one of these guys, but I'll try and keep them coming if they're a help. All right, let me know. Really appreciate it, guys. Anything else in the comments below? All right, good to see you. Tim Davis, Fossil Performance. Oh, 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 oh,